0: all right all right welcome back jack to the carmine davis show what's up how you feeling atlanta's opening up so i feel some type of ways about that atlanta might be opening up but i'm not going nowhere i'm gonna send y'all out and let y'all see what happens let's we'll see what happens <laughs> this is crazy um, quarantine COVID-19, things aren't really getting better in Georgia or anywhere in the U.S., so I don't know why we're opening up next week, um, but what else? Without further ado, though, this is the Armand Davis Show, thank you for listening. Okay, okay. It's me again. I'm back. crazy, 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 crazy time um, in the world as a whole, as we all know. Um, People people are dying. And um, the entertainment world has responded in the way that is pretty interesting. You know, staying home, doing the whole digital um, front. Um, I consider myself in the indie entertainment um, era arena. That's my um, niche, I guess. I don't know. And I, I kind of roll my eyes at a lot of things, <laughs> even though it directly affects me. I have an album coming out. All Friendship is Romantic. Um, I just finished recording um, the theme song to this show, actually. So if my if I sound a little bit different, that's why. But um, so gearing up, this changes the whole rollout, COVID-19, in an interesting way. The same way that it affects everyone in the entertainment industry, indie or major. Um, how do you promote? How are we promoting? Music does not sell anymore. It just doesn't. <laughs> you know, music, you get the streams and all that. It's a fraction of what you you make. The money is on the road. Um, I'm looking at some great, billboard articles, um, here are all the major, um, music events that are canceled due to the coronavirus. As of now, today I'm recording this, um, at, um, days ahead of the drop. So there probably will be more, but I will post a link, um, in the description, of course. <sighs> Black Keys canceled. I got an email the other day that Taylor Swift canceled her 20, 20 dates. Of course we know about, um, Essence. We know about, um, Summerfest. Uh, Shania Twain has canceled her Vegas residency. Uh, <laughs> Shania Twain had the fucking cancel. Like it's Shania Twain. Um, The London Latin Festival has been canceled. It's all been rescheduled from September, so some people are rescheduling up to later dates, and some people are canceling until next year. And um, boo hoo hoo! I guess it's easy to say, you know. um, uh, I mean, in the short scheme of things, you know, who cares about a bunch of musicians, uh, millionaires who? have to cancel a show that they probably didn't want to do in the first place. Contracts and financial um, issues wouldn't allow them to not. So, but in the long scheme of things, I'm thinking um, down the road, this is, a, it is a scary time. I won't lie. Enough, Cause we don't know what's the ahead, how our lives are going to change. What goes after this. And this is my theory. Tanache, um, maybe a month or two ago, did a virtual show, um, for her songs for you album. If you haven't heard it, it's really, really, really great. I love Tanache. I love what she's done with her career. Um, after, um, taking several hits in the industry, you know, she really buckled down and, uh, Focused and I, I, I and gave us a really, really amazing body of work. But I do believe her virtual show is the future. Her idea, that concept that she did, um, it was more of a live, if you will. Um, but I believe that virtual shows, they say are the future. I believe that. But to what extent? Who is going to see Nicki Minaj in a virtual show? the whole idea for these huge major artists to go out on the road is money. It's not really about promoting an album because albums don't sell sell anymore. They don't sell. Albums do not sell anymore. So the whole idea of going on the road is for those checks. The checks are those $50,000 and more checks a night that you get for filling out an arena or a stadium or a club a theater that won't be happening this year. It'd be a long time before we're able to pack out a club. Um, I was actually, have a new road manager and maybe a month or two ago, we were discussing the the show um, promoting my record and the dates, the finances, and all of that. And that's off. We have no idea, there's no certainty, there's no question. Are we gonna be able to perform in front of people? (laughs) Of parties bigger than 10? If so, what does that look like? I have a concept. I have an idea in mind if that doesn't happen, you know, that I'm bouncing back and forth. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, are you, is there money in the virtual shows? I saw Erica Badu posting. Um, I love Erica, posting about, you know, charging people $2 for her virtual show. You get 10,000 people in your life. a pop, boom. You didn't have to leave your house. Yeah, that's money. Trickle that down to, uh, no, let's go up. How many of us are going to spend, what are you willing to spend to see your favorite artist virtually and their home performing? I think the whole idea is that it's the... The senses, the ambiance, the experience that people are paying for. I don't I didn't watch Erica Badu. I love her. I didn't watch the DJ Nice. I love DJ Nice. I love the idea of it, but I'm not a virtual reality tour person. So I don't know how that's going to look for me. I might I might regret recording this um, <laughs> because that might be my future. Uh, But I don't get it. I don't see how an artist um, to my caliber or, you know, like indie or or growing or um, up and comingers, how this will financially make sense. I don't see that yet. I see a lot of creativity. I see a lot of work being done from the heart. I think you're gonna to start to see a separation from the products, the pro the products and the artists. People who are doing this because they love it. Um the people who are doing this because they they can't do anything else. You know. I don't know. What do you guys think that this is going to look like? I, I don't, from how, I don't even feel comfortable, honestly, going to a show, performing a show. Of course, in six months or so, you know, they say everything's cool. We got to, you know, it is what it is. You know, let's go saddle up. Let's get the show. Let's get the band on the roll. Finally, I'm so excited to tour. I love live performances. I'm a theater kid, so um, I love that kind of stuff. Choir, theater. And I love the idea of it being my own show, coming from a place of my own creativity. So I'm so excited. That's my favorite part about the whole recording. I'm ready to get it the album over with as much as everybody else is. We're ready to hear it Um, so I can get on the road and perform it. Will I be performing on clubs or on Instagram Live? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but um, yeah, no Coachella, no Coachella, no Essence Festival. We were actually going, and this is gonna be my first Essence Festival that I'd be going to by myself as an adult oh, with my friends. My mom is a huge Essence Festival goer. I think she goes almost every year, and there will be no. I just that to me is so weird. No essence festival, no Coachella. They're such a part of our lives, like you know and the and the certainty of if they will ever happen in the way that they did before is unclear. I guess that's the part that you know brings a little a little chill um as somebody who loves the live performance, I feel like that separates the artists um from the tricksters in the studio who can do a couple of things and know what they're doing in the studio when it's live and it's in your face and this person, all the pretense and the the sweat is dripping down your face and your vocals are raw and it's just you and them. I think that's what I'm excited about and that's what builds Connections and the idea that that will be happening on people's iPhones now—it's a little weird, but I—I I, I think that's the time that we would be having anyway. Um, I feel like the future is that, or before COVID nineteen. I feel like that's where we were going, and there were artists like Tanache and artists like Erica Badu right now that are ahead of the curve, regard ahead of the curve regardless of. COVID-19, I, with, wasn't this where we were going? I felt like maybe this, is, this experience maybe rushed the process. Maybe. I could be wrong. But with the digital era and the digital world that we live in, it was only a matter of time before I'd be able to perform a concert in my basement for hundreds of thousands of people in their home. Um, with the, which I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of these, but with the, um, hologram tours, you know, (laughs) being able to be in one spot and performing in front of millions, hundreds of thousands of people at one time, it seems like the way the future was going in the first place. But majority of us still want to go see Beyonce shake to crazy in love and see the sweat beads going on her face and be have that immersive connection and I think all performers would agree that they want the same in return they want to have that immersive experience but there are these new performers who suffer from the social anxiety who make great music and <laughs> just can't get up there and perform in front of a, a a crowded room. They could perform in front of a computer screen, you know. So, does that make them any less of an artist? Any less worth worth of a buck? Is are are they the future? Is this a growing trend? Is the Summer Walker thing a trend? Is it something that we should look at and get used to? I don't know. I'm ranting, but um. I think it's interesting where we are right now. And will we see another major tour (laughs) if this continues? Because I don't, Taylor Swift is not going to go on the road to perform for 10 people. The whole idea of these huge shows is for the money. And if you can't pack a stadium of 20,000, 10,000, 8,000, 50,000, 100,000 people, there's no money. No money, no Beyonce, no Pink, no uh, Weekend, no Tim McGraw, no Faith Hill. They could stay home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just something I'm thinking about. This coronavirus thing has gotten everything so unsure. but streaming has declined overall. So what is the future of music? People are not even streaming right now. They're watching the news and, you know, only people right now, I think country music is, I think from what I've read, country music is skyrocketing Um, but I don't know where are we going what is the are you know are you guys ready to see a virtual show I could see how it would be the safest Place Considering all of what's going on with the health and not even just before that, the security issues that we've been having, the bombings and the shootings and the rapings and the pillaging and these, (laughs) a great experience sometimes have turned violent. Um, The drugs and, you know, all of that. Now we have to worry about health, COVID. 19 are you ready to watch me perform on your live (laughs) for two dollars I guess I don't know I don't know are you ready to see Beyonce on your YouTube for ten dollars and watch her perform in front of an empty room if you do have um If you have paid to see some of these shows that are canceled or rescheduled, you know, good luck with Ticketmaster is all I got to (laughs) say. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just been on my mind. What's the future like of what is that? What is the what are we going to do? Are we are we having festivals at home? In front of, in the screen on Apple TV, having six of our friends over and watching Cardi perform in an empty room with this big set. Or was that too, too much of, um, was the exchange, um, of seeing it face to face? Was that, is that too much of something that we can't part with? And the idea that those days are gone, you know, I'm wondering. I guess that's all. Alanis Morissette's um, Jagged Little Pill was a phenomenon, and it completely changed my life. I had no idea that I've heard the record all my life. I've heard it being referenced. I've heard it. People talk about the record, and I've heard, of course, you ought to know, and um, Ironic on the radio. But I had never really dug deep into Alanis Morissette's record. And then I could not stop listening to it. It was better than I think people even um, could explain. It was a record I think it's a songwriter's album. It reflected where she was there. Unconventionally angry. Um, middle finger to the patriarchy. It was a record that wasn't really done by a woman but that was necessary. Alanis Morissette was in short, sick of all of the shit around her. She was sick of it. She was sick of it from the beginning with um from the first track with All I Really Want. Um it was a, a retrospection of, of who she was and what she was experiencing and what she had, what was forced upon her, the ideas she was challenging, and the concepts um that were bestowed upon her, she was challenging traditional um family values, sexual relationships um at that t- in a time when it wasn't really popular around the time, you know, of course the nineties was all about and before it was all about the hopelessly devoted and love songs and all of these things, but she wanted to talk about what she was experiencing. At that time. She was such in a volatile situation when I mean, every, it seems like every retrospection of the album she goes more into detail about what she was going through, including being attacked and mugged and um, dealing with um, pressures from her label. Um, and it wasn't her first album. It was a departure from a sound that was given to her prior. She was more into pop. And um, she did this album and it, she she told us her soul, she wrote from her heart and was such, and it's such a, it took so much courage to do what Alanis Morissette did. You fast forward to, you know, 2017, um, summer 2017, there was a release to um, so this control album again, a complete departure of what we were getting from female writers we haven't heard from the beginning. It seems as though Sizzle was sharing a piece of the African American woman's there was a story in a life that people weren't hearing from a black Prior. A way of life. There is a type of woman that is on this earth that is very frequent. There's a lot of women like this, like SZA. She was angry. You listen to track one. SZA was dealing and battling with her own angers and with her own issues with the current state of the patriarchy that she was dealing with relationships. She's not satisfied with the sexual um, temperature, you take songs like um, "Doves in the Wind." She's blankly telling her lover how he doesn't deserve her. She doesn't deserve pussy. He doesn't deserve it at all. I feel like these two albums are similar. Every time I hear them, I hear the other. It's almost as if control track to track was some ode to Jacket Little Pills without it there even being an acknowledgement of it. Without it even being a concept. It probably wasn't even, it didn't even cross the creators' minds of the record. But a little pill and control are pretty much the same record once in every generation there is this pioneering of a woman who is sick of the way things are the way things have been going and she's she's shy she's hurt she's bruised she's and she wants to talk about it in their honesty, both of their honesty, word from word, challenged the quote-unquote confident, sexy woman role that was really popular at the time. You take their opening tracks. It was a honest dis- depiction of how they felt. These women were frustrated. Um, control supermodel. We all know that line. It, those writings. I'm writing this letter to let you know. I'm really leaving and no, I'm not keeping your shit. Heard you got some new homies, got some new hobbies, even a new hoe too. Maybe she can come help you. She comes out of the gate, letting y'all know. It's the setting of a scene. This is a woman who is starting a new life from dropping her last a departure from being a prisoner of a horrible relationship that she deemed maybe at one point worthy. But from then on out, she, this is a walk through this woman's battles with her self-esteem and getting to a place where she can become someone in control. Jag a little pill. Literally, almost the same introduction. Do I stress you out? My sweater's on backwards and inside out. And you say, how appropriate. I don't like to dissect everything today. I don't mean to pick you apart, you see, but I can't help it. And there I go jumping before the gunshot has gone off. Slap me with the splintered ruler. And it would knock me to the floor if it wasn't there already. If only I could hunt the hunter. These, these are women in a retrospective state. And at time, speaking aloud things that weren't really, that were really taboo to speak about. Not just women, but everybody felt that way. Am I stressing you out? The way I live my life, is it inappropriate for you? I'm fighting or I'm running a race. I'm anxious. I'm jumping before the gunshot even began, but this race began. These are both women who have got to go. They're getting up. They're leaving. They're abandoning their prior selves and becoming free. I thought that was fascinating. Both of these records by these women made them stars and made these women heroes to a to the to, to the women that followed them to that became late them instant inspirations to a whole generation of women that followed behind them whether it was musicians that picked up a guitar because of Alanis Morissette and a pen women who went for the natural look because the scissor decided to look inward question their own selves and look at the world around them after listening to control made these women so big so fast both of their records they're both in a similar space as they were Jack Alanis Moore said before she dropped her next record was in a place of Alanis, when she dropped her next record before the the record after Jagged Little Pill, Jagged Little Pill, she was in a different headspace. Now she was this huge superstar. How do you, how do you come, how do you come behind that? What do you do? And this is all an accident. This is, you didn't mean for people to take your journal. And read it out loud and love it and buy it and become making it part of their lives. You were just telling it how it was in your life. You were sharing your world and people and droves. It became one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Same thing with Control. There was no way that Scizor could have predicted her first studio album to take off and. Such a flag in so many people's lives, and now you're like, okay, so what happens next? I think they're both in that career space, like they don't even really. I don't think SZA even sees that. I don't know the theory. Yeah, sure, Alanis Morissette's record was adult contemporary, and it SZA's quote-unquote. R&B but I don't I don't really hear genres when I hear those both I think all of their messages transcend not just women everybody knows what it feels like to be frustrated in a time when you know you shouldn't should be satisfied or that moment when you've given up on old thoughts and the way you lived your life and you woke up and it was fine with you yesterday but today it was not And you're having to fight to change your life. And you're sharing what you're seeing around you politically, relationships, sex, all of that, finance, all of the burdens that you see, you share it. That's what these women did. Their messages were so relatable that people immediately took to them and launched these women into superstardom. I wonder what SZA's thank you is going to sound like. You know, her her next record, her supposed former infatuation junkie record. What is it? What is she going to bring to us? What, I don't know, where is she going to go? You know, Alanis went inward. She went to Bali and she started picking up these sounds. I wonder where Siss's gonna go. You know, she could take similar approach. We would respect that. No, I'm very interested. I got my eye on you, Sissa. Pound for pound, they both explore similar Similar paths and discuss similar things with self-esteem, body image, um, feeling of, 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 of um, sexual freedom, sexual ownership after it has possibly been taken from them. Scissors, Control album, and Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill are the same album. But essentially in different times, isn't that crazy? Okay, so apparently, um, there is a 420 contest yesterday, it was 420, so the show might be a little behind schedule. <laughs> I might have partaked in the manner that um, I, you know, saw fit, but that's my business, not yours. There's a 420 contest that we're throwing. We're giving away four Carmine Davis tees and 20 Carmine Davis mugs. Um, you have to be following the Carmine Davis show. Next show, I will pick random followers. 24 random followers. Um, so that's going to be really cool I'll be announcing them on the show you have to hear the show and you have to DM us We will not publicly announce the winners you have to be a listener of the show and hear your name be called and DM us so we can give you your address get your address and all your information so you have to tune in for the next show to hear your name be called there will not be a public announcement okay (laughs) So, we're gonna weigh four Carmine Davis teas and 20 Carmine Davis mugs. So, I hope y'all listen next week. They're really nice, cute little mugs, cute little teas, white teas. I'm proud of them. Follow the Carmine Davis show on Instagram to see if you qualify. The winner will be announced next week. So I'm excited about that. Let's jump into our next segment. So this is a question that has been posed. I've been asking people this for about months, a couple of months, and I have not found a decent answer. So Maybe y'all can help me out. How do you know when someone genuinely likes you back? In this generation, Out here, dating, it's almost as if everybody is a question mark. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we are both questioning each other's motives all the time. We're both trying to see who is the strongest at love games, who could break the other one down. There's so many games, no matter who you date. I've dated a few people. Different age groups. Some youngins, some oldins, and they all play games. Games. Who's got the fucking time? Who's got the time? Who's got the time to keep playing games all the time? How. How will you ever create a connection with somebody? At least both of you guys get tired after a couple of years. I'm in so many different situationships. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm in one situation where I'm deeply devoted and love this person. But one day they love me and the next they don't. But how do you know? Honestly, how do, what are the telltale? What are the telltale signs nowadays That somebody genuinely likes you Now if they're flirting with you They're just being nice Or If they're mean to you It's because that's their way of flirting They like you But they want to see other people Do they really like you? Are you supposed to let the person that you like Go out and Check a few boxes Before they get back to you? Because if they like you They should want to be with you. But if you like them, you should understand. Like what? (laughs) What's the problem? What happened to the days when people would just sit together? And just get to know each other. Stop running away and figuring it out. If you stay and work it out with somebody, then you're in a toxic relationship. You're putting up with toxic ass people. You say you want someone consistent to text and then they text you. You ignore them. You don't want somebody to text you about sex. So they text you about their day, your day. They're boring. And I'm not just saying, I'm not just attacking all of us. This is me too. This is me too. (laughs) So it's like, how, how are we going to ever have decent relationships? It's always a game. Am I the only one that feels like this? Am I the only one that's tired of playing games? Like, what's the point? <laughs> We're just all going to be lonely looking at each other. Get with somebody. Learn somebody. See if it will work. Give it a try and move on. Tell the other person that you like them. Why are people too afraid to add this, this one situation, ship Where... He didn't even want to tell me that he liked me because he didn't want to get my head big. I want your head to get big. What what the fuck is that got to do with anything? You'd be so surprised how many people I've been with that didn't want to, that withheld compliments or withheld um, terms of adoration because they didn't want my head to get big or they didn't want me to feel myself or think that they were running. Th- I was running things. What's the point of being with somebody if you can't express yourself to them? I always tell whoever I'm talking to how fine they are all day, how smart they are, how funny they are. But they think I'm playing games. I'm being charming. I'm trying to flirt. I'm just I'm lying. Why is it that we can't get on one page? I know it's not just me. I talk to all of y'all. Everybody, everybody, I DM everybody. All of my fans, all my followers, my friends and my family. We're all going through it. Why? Why? What happens to the days when you would you get on your knees and tell that person, be devoted to that person? Is there like a checking out point? I always feel like there's something that has to be traumatic that happens to two people to keep them together. You know, y'all experienced a car crash together or something crazy and you realize I gotta I realize I gotta hold her down. You know, she she a good one. Why does it take years of fighting with somebody cheating on and off again for you to realize to the point where no nobody wants neither one of y'all because y'all have done so much shit to each other. This is the one I'm gonna get. Why does it take that long? Why can't you just have a good and decent relationship, a fun getting to know each other phase. What happened to days when you would just go and date and, you know, go on a date and chill? People don't chill anymore. It's always some drama. It's always got to be long and drug out. And this one's got to be the toxic person. You got to figure out who's manipulating you. You know, is he a player? Is she a dog? Is she a hoe? Why can't you just come in with your hand side behind your back and see what happens? If both sides commit to getting to know each other, there won't be any games. You like each other or y'all wouldn't even be around each other. I don't know. Just a thought. All right, that was it. This was the Carmine Davis show. It's the second episode, so (laughs) this has been fun for me. A really, really cool creative outlet to express how I'm feeling. Um, Let y'all hear what's on my mind. This has been fun. Fun writing. I'm writing the theme song song to this show. I'm excited about releasing that. So stay tuned for it. And I appreciate y'all for listening. As always, like, share, follow so you can get notified about future episodes. Don't forget to follow Carmine Davis Show on Instagram to um, be a part of our 420 contest. Uh, And go with love and light. Love each other. Be patient with each other. I'll see y'all next week. Love y'all.